0: Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Daniel Lambertson was living in America's paradise, Hawaii, specifically the island of Oahu. In October of 2009, Dan married his longtime girlfriend, Teresa. They had a home in Pearl City, and Dan was excited to be fixing the place up and doing some home remodeling projects, something he loved to do. As a real estate agent, Dan also knew a lot of people on the island, and he was well-liked. In January of 2010, Dan was working with a new agency, and everything seemed to be going well. On Saturday, January 30th, Dan went out to run some errands. That evening, he met his wife at church for service, And afterward, each got into their own vehicle, planning to meet back up at home. Only Dan would never arrive. In fact, Dan Lambertson was never seen or heard from again. Where is Daniel Lambertson? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Where Are They? podcast. Thank you so much for listening and helping us spread awareness of these unsolved cases. Our goal is to focus on the lesser known cases, the cases that don't receive as much media coverage as they should. And sadly, the case of Daniel Lambertson fits that description. I have covered a couple of cases in Hawaii before the case of Laura Vogel and Kimberly Jacobs were covered on our Patreon and eventually their cases were added to our YouTube channel also. If you are interested in joining us over at Patreon, I'll link it in our show notes. We always appreciate all of your support. Funds from Patreon and merch sales will be going to the Ayla Reynolds GoFundMe. If you haven't heard Ayla's story yet, we covered that last week and I encourage you to check it out. But a quick warning, it is a tough one. It does involve a 20 month old baby girl. Hawaii in particular is interesting as far as missing person cases go. It is ranked number eight in the U.S. for number of reports taken, and it's also noted as one of those states where people might go to purposefully disappear. Is that possibly the case here with Dan Lambertson? There are so few clues that point to any one answer, so I guess it is possible. But is it likely? Not according to friends and family. This episode is partnered with Team Treehouse and ButcherBox. Remember, supporting our partners also helps support the show. We'll hear more on them in a bit. So let's look at who Daniel Lambertson is. Daniel Lambertson, usually called Dan by those who knew him best, was born September 18, 1970, in New Jersey. His family described him as a super friendly kid, well liked, and loved to talk to people, traits that he took with him into adulthood. Dan was not shy. He loved to talk to everyone he met, and he was a great listener, too. He met Teresa in 2002 while living in New Jersey, and together they would move to Hawaii. Teresa worked as a nurse and Dan would get his real estate license in Hawaii and start selling properties. And this was really the perfect job for him since he loved to socialize and work with people. And he also enjoyed an interest in real estate. When Dan and Teresa moved to Hawaii, there was a family there that allegedly took them under their wing and helped them get established. We really don't know more than that, but Dan, Loved to meet the locals, especially the older people on the island, because he loved to hear their stories. Dan and Teresa moved to Pearl City, Hawaii, and began fixing up a home there. One of Dan's other hobbies was carpentry, and he was thoroughly enjoying doing projects at their home. To Dan and Teresa's families and friends, They were living their best lives. They loved the beauty of the islands, and they were able to enjoy the outdoors year-round. Definitely not something you can do in New Jersey unless you happen to love the cold snow and the wind. In October of 2009, Dan and Teresa finally tied the knot after being together for seven years. Dan would also make the decision to leave one real estate agency and join another. This is something real estate agents do all the time, so not necessarily anything questionable or a red flag in any way. However, some local people have mentioned that his agency was involved in some shady dealings. That may or may not be pertinent information to Dan's case, but since we have a man missing now, I think it's definitely worth mentioning Dan and Teresa were also very regular churchgoers, and they attended the New Hope Christian Fellowship, which in 2009 and 2010 met at Farrington High School. This church does have an interesting story and an interesting background. So I want to give you a little bit of insight on this church from Wikipedia. The Honolulu Star Bulletin described New Hope as a local personification of the nationwide phenomenon of megachurches and the mushrooming of evangelical and Pentecostal Christianity. According to Cordero, the founder of the church, God said to me, build big people, not a big church. The church started in 1996 and met at the Farrington High School auditorium. They'd actually worked out a deal with the school because they needed a place and they learned that the school was on the verge of closing down the auditorium completely because it was in such disrepair. The church offered to not only pay rent to use the space, but they would also fix the place up, which to some extent they did. Volunteers from the church came in and painted, And overall, just fixed up the place so they would have a nice gathering spot for their church. Seems like a win win situation for everybody. However, something wasn't quite right because in 2012, the church would be sued for allegedly shorting the school over $3 million in rent payments. By now, the church had actually moved out into another space because the roof of the auditorium actually had collapsed. The church now has locations all over, even onto the west coast of the US, California, Washington state. They're even affiliated with some Bible schools. But they also seem to be a little bit controversial if you read through comments online. Before we get into the disappearance of Dan Lambertson, let's have a quick word from one of our partners today, Team Treehouse. Are you ready to launch your new career in coding? Tech jobs are one of the fastest growing job markets today. Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable online classrooms for you. Treehouse has reinvented the learning process and built a proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with a course, you haven't just watched a video, you've learned, practiced, and absorbed a concept You can also choose to build a portfolio, create a network and land your dream job with the bootcamp style tech degree program. Love what you do, rake in some money and build yourself a solid future. Whatever your goal, Treehouse can get you there. Start your seven day free trial today, free for seven days. You have nothing to lose, And everything to gain. Use the link in our show notes to get started, and we will also have the link posted for you over on social media. Now is your time. The Disappearance On Saturday, January 30th, 2010, Dan had to go out and run some errands, and it's never really specified what those errands were. And I would be curious to know, because a lot of times the events of a person on the days leading up to their disappearance can provide some really important clues. But all we know is that on January 30th, Dan had to go run errands. He was out and about for pretty much the entire day. And because he had his own things to do that day, he and his wife, Teresa, planned to meet at church later that evening. Their services were held at Farrington High School which is in the Kali'i neighborhood just north of Oahu. This is about a 15-20 minute drive from their home in Pearl City. And Dan did indeed show up for services that evening around 5.30. Everything seemed normal. Afterward, Dan and Teresa were each leaving in their own cars with plans to meet up. Now some reports say that they were going somewhere to meet for drinks, but other reports say that they were just headed home and they both just said they would see each other when they get there. So they left the church, the school parking lot, at the same time going in the same direction. But eventually they separated ways on the highway. When Teresa arrived home, she saw that she had two missed calls from Dan and she checked, but he didn't leave her a voicemail, and he didn't answer when she called back, so she figured it must not have been important. And as time passed, and Dan didn't arrive as planned, at first, Teresa just thought that he had called to tell her that maybe he was stopping somewhere, stopping at the store, and wasn't too worried until more time had passed. And she tried calling him again, but this time his phone was off. Dan Lambertson had disappeared. The Search It was Sunday, January 31st, when Teresa first called authorities to report Dan missing, and many have wondered why she didn't call the night before when he didn't come home as planned. She has never really publicly stated why. Is that a red flag? Maybe, but maybe not. If you've never been in that situation before, it can be hard to know what to do. It's also not clear how their relationship was. Maybe they often did their own thing and she didn't feel it warranted calling the police, at least not yet. However, the next day, Teresa did feel it was time to alert authorities. Dan was missing, along with his red 2000 Volkswagen Jetta. It would be Monday when a bunch of volunteers gathered together to search for Dan. They drove the route that he should have driven from church to home, but they saw no sign of Dan or his car. None of this made any sense. Where would Dan have gone? Where could he be? Authorities also began searching, but clues were limited and no one quite knew where to look. That would all change on Tuesday. A friend who was out driving the island drove by a parking lot by the beach in Haula. They quickly noticed a red Jetta That was parked, and they pulled in the lot to see if it could be Dan's. The license plate that said, I sell houses, was the giveaway. They had found Dan's car, and his car was locked up, but it looked like his belongings were inside, including his briefcase. So the search now intensified as investigators now had a place to zero in on. Interestingly, the area of Haula is one and a half hour drive from the area of Kalihi where Dan had attended church that Saturday night and still about an hour drive from his home in Pearl City. In fact, it's on the complete other end of the island. And being that it was found near the water, it did have people wondering, did Dan have any intention to harm himself? But no one could believe that. That just did not seem like the happy-go-lucky Dan that they all knew. As the search concentrated in that area, they did bring in a search dog to help track any scents. They brought in helicopters, and they even used searchers out on jet skis to comb through the water. They would even send in some specialized divers into the water off the shore to search for any clues. They didn't find anything. There are a lot of different theories here that people talk about and that are rumored about. And in cases where there's very few clues, almost anything is a possibility. Before we take a deeper look into the theories in the case of Dan Lambertson, let's have a quick word from our other partner for this episode, ButcherBox. Are you tired of always wondering what's for dinner? Grabbing takeout because there's nothing in the fridge or freezer? ButcherBox is your answer to high-quality meats being delivered right to your door with prices you can actually afford. ButcherBox only works with companies and farmers that are dedicated to doing things right. Meat and seafood are sourced only from partners that offer the highest quality and meet the highest standards. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood ensure you're getting only the best. What I love is that you can curate your own box based on your needs and even choose your shipping schedule, which can be changed at any time. Make life easier on yourself. Have a box delivered to you so you can keep your freezer stocked with healthy options for you and your family. Save money with unnecessary trips to the store and save on ordering takeout because you didn't have time to go shopping. The best part is if you use our referral link in the show notes, you can receive ground beef for life. Yes, you heard that correctly, for life, as well as $30 off your first box. Shipping is always free. Again, go grab yourself free ground beef for life and $30 off your first box by using the link in our show notes. The Theories Initially, this case looks like the case of a man who vanished into thin air without any reason to. Unless there is a reason we don't know about. So, of course, all the possible theories have to be looked at here. Theory number one, Dan intended to harm himself. Was he possibly depressed and no one knew about it? Was there something else going on in his life that most people weren't aware of? Authorities initially believed this, especially when finding his car abandoned in a park near the ocean. But then I always wonder, how does one manage to hide their own body? Did he walk off into the ocean? There was a report, an unofficial report, that a teenage girl came forward and said she saw him in that very spot three weeks earlier, sitting on a picnic table. She also said he left a note behind saying he loved his family. That kind of seems like a reason to suspect that Dan was looking to harm himself or end his life. But that report was never made public and could have easily been stated by someone who wanted to throw off the investigation or insert themselves into the case, which we've seen multiple times. Which leads me to the next theory. Theory number two. Dan had a real estate appointment pop up. So this happens all the time in real estate, and we don't know the specifics of his work at that time. For instance, did he have a property listed that was vacant and someone drove by it, calling him to schedule a showing, and Dan decided just to drive over there and show them the house? What makes me believe this theory might have some merit is that he called his wife twice and she missed his calls. Maybe he was calling to let her know that he was going to go show this house and he would be home afterwards. So is it possible that he was lured somewhere and someone did something to him once he got there? There's a lot of remote places in Hawaii, places with no neighbors, no witnesses. But what is the reason someone would lure Dan anywhere? This takes us to the next possibility, Which is very much related to theory number two, but probably deserves to be its own standalone theory, anyways. Theory number three Dan knew something he shouldn't. This could be from anywhere, any part of his life. But remember those alleged statements that his real estate company was involved in some shady deals? Did he possibly know something there that he shouldn't? Was he even possibly lured by someone from his own company? There are some public complaints on this agency, but I'm not sure about any illegal activity. At least not in the records that I could find. But of course, that doesn't mean that illegal activity wasn't happening. But we just don't know. However, this is a theory that is brought up often in discussions related to Dan's case. Theory number four. Dan stopped to help someone on his way home. And this is also brought up a lot because I think those two quick phone calls to his wife, was he calling to let her know that he had stopped to help someone, maybe someone that had broken down or ran out of gas. Locals have also said that it is a popular area for hitchhikers. Could Dan have picked someone up? But if so, what happened to him and where is he? Theory number five. Dan went back to New Jersey. There are a lot of people who actually believe this is the case. People that comment on his case online, they feel that he probably just went back to New Jersey. But I do have some questions about this theory. Wouldn't there be a record of flight getting off of the island? There's only so many ways to leave Oahu and get to the mainland in any way he decided to take, whether it be a flight or a ship, how would there be no record of that? And he is listed as an official missing persons in Hawaii. If police were able to verify that, he would be removed from the database. And then how did his car end up on the far end of the island? If he took a flight, he's literally on the opposite end of the island from Honolulu, where the main airport is. His family also runs a Facebook group that still begs for answers on Dan's whereabouts. If he did return to New Jersey, did he do so without telling his family, even his own mother? Theory number six, Dan went out for a walk and got lost or injured. In the area where his car was found, there is a forest preserve nearby, and it's very possible for someone to get lost or injured in this particular preserve. And I've read a lot of accounts of people doing just that and having to be rescued. So did Dan wander off in that area? Authorities did bring in search dogs, and they never picked up Dan's scent, so they didn't really have any direction to focus on. Could the dogs have just missed it? It's said that the entire area was searched, but there are some pretty dense parts of the forest where somebody could easily get lost. Now, I'm not going to put this out as a theory because there just isn't anything to really justify it, but some have pointed fingers at Dan's wife, Teresa. Why didn't she call and report Dan missing on Saturday night? Some people said that she didn't even really participate in the searches, and she has since remarried and doesn't seem to speak out about Dan at all. Teresa was also a nurse with a lot of medical knowledge. In the beginning days, however, she did tell the media that this was so unlike Dan and so uncharacteristic, and it just didn't make any sense to her. She did make some public pleas begging for him to return home. You can find some archived articles that show that. She did say she tried calling him over and over constantly that Saturday night and Sunday, but his phone was turned off, which also makes me wonder, did they ever find his phone? They did ping his cell phone activity, which showed nothing unusual. And I believe they don't talk about this much, but I believe the last area that it pinged in was the area of the high school. So let's take a quick look at the area that we are talking about here. We are on the island of Oahu. And if you look at the island as a whole, you will see that Honolulu is on the south end. The area where the school is located is in the Kali'i neighborhood, which is about 10 minutes north. And then the neighborhood where Dan and Teresa lived in, near Pearl City, was another 20 minutes north of that, going towards the center of the island. So when Dan leaves the Kalihi area, he has about a 20-minute drive home. It's a pretty direct route if you take Highway 201. So looking closely at that route, Hawaii, of course, is known for outdoor areas and parks, but there isn't much in between Kalihi and Pearl City. There is Salt Lake Park, but that seems to have a country club and golf courses and other busy areas nearby. Not really a lot of points to stop off and get lost or anything. Or if you were doing something nefarious or illegal, doesn't look like it's an opportunity. And then there's also... Hoaloha Park. And I swear on Google Maps, it looks like a landfill. And I also did a quick search and there's literally no information on it. But Google Maps does show a green area called Hoaloha Park. What's interesting too, is there are some Google questions from others asking what this place is, but there are no answers which makes that very mysterious to me. So if you are local there on Oahu and have any insight on this area and this park, let me know. Now, if you continue from Pearl City to where Dan's car would eventually be found in Haula, there's two main ways to get there, both following the coastline. You can take the route that follows the east side of the island, which would take about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on traffic. Or you can take the west side, which would take a little bit longer. In the middle are forest preserves, mountains, and wildlife protected areas. In order to get to the other side of the island, you have to drive around these protected areas. So it remains a mystery to this day. There have been no clues, no leads, no sightings, no information at all to help them locate Dan Lambertson. What do you think happened to Daniel Lambertson? Dan is described as a Caucasian male, about six foot tall, weighing around 175 pounds when he was last seen in January of 2010. He was 39 years old and he would now be 51. He has brown hair and bluish eyes, was last seen wearing a dark blue shirt, dark blue jeans and sneakers. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Dan Lambertson, please contact the Honolulu Police Department at 808-529-3064. Thank you so much for listening to Dan's story today, a case that has received far too little attention, in my opinion, especially if something out there did happen to him. And if Somebody did something to him. That somebody is still out there. Dan's family still actively searches for answers to this day. You can show your support to the family by visiting their Facebook page titled Missing Dan Lambertson. And of course, I will keep an eye on any updates in this case and share with you any news on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you are following us over there. If you have any feedback or case suggestions, please send them to me at canwefindthem at gmail.com. As a reminder, our merch sales and Patreon fees will be going to the Ayla Reynolds Fund this month and into May. I've also linked her GoFundMe directly on our Facebook page if you can help. I know every dollar can make a difference in that case. And of course, a big thank you to our partners for this episode, Team Treehouse and ButcherBox. Links will be in our show notes. Both are offering spectacular deals to our listeners, so be sure to check them out. It always seems that the case of a missing man gets far less coverage than a missing woman. I know we've talked about the disparity between race and culture and media coverage, but it seems to me that men also suffer from a lack of media. So please share Dan's story any way you can. Someone out there might know something. Thank you all so much for listening to the story of Daniel Lambertson. We will be back with another unsolved missing persons case next week. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.